0: Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is season three of Ruck Up Buttercup, and it's crazy to think that we've been around for over two full years with you guys, and we have grown. A beautiful community and we are loving having you guys back on the show with us. So we are starting off the year strong and we are back with new year, new you, I guess, because we kind of talked about that on Deployed Love and we're kind of bringing that into our episodes as well. So obviously for us, it's going to come down to um, goal planning. So today I have on with me, Ashley, of course, and Kim, and then we have a guest who's going to tell you a little about herself in a minute, but I'm going to let Ashley hop on for a minute and kind of give us a An update on where things have been with Deployed Love over the last couple months.
1: Hey, everybody. So, yeah, it's actually been kind of quiet. You know, in November, um, we talked about how we were having our huge event that, you know, founded Deployed Love, our holiday minis, and they all went off successfully throughout November. And then December kind of just was a time for all of our coordinators to, you know, spend with their families and, kind of do a reset you know we did have a big change in staffing this year sabrina our founder kind of decided that she needed to take a step back and she is you know still around of course she's doing the podcast and so we have had some new people coming in to fill shoes it's really exciting we have some really fun events coming up this year to help us reach more families it's really exciting and hopefully we'll have some more details on those events here in the next few weeks So make sure you're checking out those Facebook pages.
0: Absolutely. So to make our girl chats a little bit different, we decided to bring the community on with us. So we wanted to kind of invite, as you guys probably saw on our Instagram, we're inviting you guys to come on to episodes. We have the first few scheduled, but if you're still interested in joining us, we would love that. But today we have Jordan Rodriguez. She is a new military spouse. And so I'm going to go ahead and let her kind of introduce herself and her military journey so far.
2: Hey guys. Yes, I'm Jordan. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. Super excited. I am excited for the topic because I think it's like super fitting. Obviously, we're 10 days into the new year, but a little bit about the military journey. Um, I am a newbie. We've only been in the military world for about like less than a year. Um, and we are stationed in Fort Campbell, Kentucky. We came from California. And um, I'm 27 years old and I'm just like really just trying to be as open as possible to this military world to learn as much and to just gain life experience.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to go into it because otherwise it can be really, really stressful. It is overwhelming. There's so much that changes in your life. Um, I don't know if you guys were together pre like all the military starting in his life, but it's Mm -hmm. a huge change.
2: It is. Yeah, we, um, we both had different careers. We were, you know, had our first department. Um, and then, you know, we were getting kind of close to our 30s. And we we're like, okay, like, what do we want to do for the rest of our life? And my husband had always wanted to join the military. Um, and so finally after him talking about it for like so long, I'm like, okay, obviously you really are serious about this. So let's, you know, have conversations and we just went for it. And I love it so far, but again, I'm very new. So, you know, just gotta kind of go with the wind, you know?
1: Yeah, I think you also like are a great example for a very small niche of military spouses. You know, majority of our military spouses that come in are really young. You know, their husbands are in their, you know, early twenties and you don't see a lot of military spouses or military members who come in later in life. I've no, I've personally have noticed that trend over the last couple of years of seeing like, you know, people in their 20, 25, 26, 27, 28 year time frame who are, you know, making that decision of, Hey, we need to do something different with our life. And they are going in the military. I think it's great that we have your voice today because we haven't had someone who is a such a new military spouse, but who's also later on in their life who have had a career, who have had, you know, life experiences prior to becoming a military spouse. And I think that's a really neat part that we're going to be able to pull in with you because I, we have not had that yet on here because we all are military spouses from a very young age. We all married into our military spouses. That's all our viewers have listened to over the last two years, pretty much. So I'm excited to see what your input is, especially since you're so fresh from the military. I know uh,
2: my heart honestly goes out to everyone who married young and took on this adventure at a young age, because it can be hard and to marry young and to be married for so many years and during military life it's just amazing to me because things get thrown at you and to be able to endure that is, is important.
0: Yeah. I think you have the benefit of coming in with the maturity of like having already known how to deal with bills, how to deal with living in a house together like that. I know coming in as a new baby military spouse. I mean, I was 19 was living on my own. I had lived on my own for a year or two. If you consider college, like, but like, not to the extent of fully like we were responsible for everything in our house kind of thing on top of, Hey, your husband's also not going to be here for the next year. You're in charge of your whole house by yourself in a new location. And you have to just figure that out. (laughs) So
2: do you think though, that it like you to be more independent, to be more like self-sufficient at like at an earlier age?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is the only life I guess I've really known. I know Mm -hmm. like I didn't even really have a solid background of where we stayed at growing up either. Like we spent house, we lived in three different houses in Colorado before we moved to Nebraska and then only lived in Nebraska through high school. So I had very much like a transient life before that. And so that I was used to, but I feel like I had to just kind of Deal with it, I mean, especially because I was stationed in Hawaii. You know, you're talking about being stationed really far away for the first time. I yeah. was stationed in Hawaii, so I literally wasn't just like do your own thing. But I was literally I had nobody there to help me. There was no way they could be there.
2: You were stuck on an island. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: Wasn't the worst place, especially at 19 years old. I mean, I was having a good time, but the the responsibility of it was a lot to just not have anybody there to like help with it when I needed to. Yeah,
2: definitely. And I think that's so, so awesome.
3: How are you liking Kentucky versus California? Because that has to be a huge change in environment for you. Because we we left Kentucky. We were stationed at Campbell for almost five years before we got back to Benning. And Wow. Okay, different. so where were
2: you before for Campbell?
3: I'm from Benning. So we okay. went from Benning to Rucker. And then from Rucker to Campbell.
2: Wow. Okay. For me, I would always tell my husband like, we need, I want to move out of state. Like I want to buy land and maybe have some (laughs) chickens. Like i kind of wanted to do more like countryside living. So like Tennessee was actually on our list and we got lucky and it happened for us. Um, So it's like exciting because this is like what we wanted, but I will say There is a bit of like a culture shock and like just like a lifestyle, everything when it comes to driving, you know, we're used to like knowing where to go and all the side streets to take, um, not having certain stores, but there's a benefit also because you're like, wow, like there's a whole world out there. California just seems like a big bubble. And when you get out of California, you're like, this is so awesome. Like there's just like a whole other world out there. People are living different than... Than you and um it's
3: a cool experience
1: yeah you don't need so to did go to you, a different country
3: like did you move into the country or did you stay inside of Clarksville the city limits
2: um so we li- are living in Clarksville and okay. we so if you know if our husband decides to re-enlist or whatever we do want to go a little bit further uh obviously he has to drive a little bit longer but we Now that we are here and we like know the areas, we're like, okay, like this is something that I can do. And I like this area. Something that military spouses that like there's a superpower about us is like, we have to move. It's not like most people when they move out of state, they get to go and take trips. They get to drive around and find their own like cities that they want to live in. We are like, we're told this is where you are. Find a home. Mm-hmm. Or get on the waiting list. It's a superpower to be able to just like find a place, move there without even knowing the surrounding areas. That, and then
3: all of a sudden you're like, okay, we're going here. And then all of a sudden they're like, nope, you're going here. And then it's completely changed even after you've done all this research on one base, you get changed to another. So, definitely a lot mm-hmm. of challenges there as military spouses sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you really just have to kind of learn to be flexible like with how that works out for you because it's not going to be what you planned. I think every time we try to plan something, even this last move out here to Germany, it was like, yep, we got this set up. We're going to get the the household goods are going to come. They're going to come pick it up early. La la. -la. They picked it all up three days before we moved. They Like all of this was absolutely chaos compared to what we thought it was going to look like. And uh, we moved here civilian side this time. So we also are responsible for... You just got to figure out where you're going to live, have a good time because you don't have the option of living on base if you wanted to like you're in another country, go find a house. So Mm. yeah, it's definitely the military side will, even if you're on the, we're civilian contract, but it's basically the military and they, yeah, they just like to throw you places and be like, good luck. You were saying that you did the whole move diddy too. So that's a huge, a long drive and a lot of work too
2: yeah I wish I could say that the whole experience was positive and my mindset was always good because it wasn't i there was a time where I'm like you know i I need to just like we were we had three stops and we ended up taking four because I called my husband I was right behind him he was in the u-haul and I was like I don't care where we stay, but I need a nap. (laughs) So (laughs) we got another hotel and it was a huge bed and it was the best nap of my life. And then it had kind of a domino effect after when we finally moved and we were settled in. I kind of felt a little bit of like, not like trauma, but I'm like, I can't even believe I just drove across the country. Like, whoa.
1: It's exhausting. It takes a lot out of you. And moving in general, and anyone who's ever moved will say that like it, it's a lot. You have you know you're prepping, you're researching, you're you're putting all your energy into one thing, and then once you get where you're going, then you're unpacking and you're looking for doctors and things like that. It's so, like it can it is exhausting. And the fact that us military spouses do that most likely every three years, I mean that's I feel like that's very draining on your mental and your physical being. But you know everyone rocks it or at least they camouflage it really well and they're rocking it in general
3: it's exhausting but it's accomplishing too like once you actually get settled in and you or you look back and you're like i did that and yeah i can do this next challenge the schedule
0: moving that they put us on is crazy though because you think like when the whole process of moving takes months the whole getting settled and making new friends takes six months, sometimes a year. I mean, it just really depends on like how able you are to get involved. If you have kids and they're in sports, it's really hard to make your own friends. And then you have to start all over because then you get orders and then you start researching and you kind of, you hate to do it, but you start to kind of pull away from your current friends at your location because you're so infatuated with trying to figure out how I'm going to make new friends, how I'm going to get settled in the new location, where are we going to live? And so the, you think you're like living in one place for two years, but the reality is it's like a year and a half. It's this such brief little thing where you're like, we're finally settled. Everything's calm. Now what's going to happen kind of thing. See, that's
1: where I was because, you know, we've been here for a while, you know, we'll be here for almost over three years, but you know, Jeremy just came down on orders. So he didn't get the job he wanted. And now they're like, yep, you're going to go be a professor at Virginia Tech and teach, teach people how to be in the army and that was kind of like a wrench in our like everything that we had planned for the next two years like we were like oh this does not fit in what we wanted to do at first like everybody was really upset now we're like okay it's gonna work out we're still close to everything that we need to be close to and but I've already I've already started doing all the research on like you know where are we gonna live you know what are our resources there because it's not a military community like for those who are listening who have had orders that are outside of the military installation, you know that there, that comes with a bunch of hurdles you have to c- overcome. Finding doctors that will accept your insurance and finding housing that will fit into what the army is going to give you because they don't always give you, like, that's my concern right now is the h- cost of living there is stupid expensive. Rent there is 2300 and up. And the BAH that it looks like they're only going to offer us is $1,850. i am really hoping they give us a COLA. <laughs> Because if not, I'm not sure what we're going to do. Jeremy might have to commute an hour and we might have to live in Roanoke because it's way cheaper living there than it is where the school is. Yeah, it's interesting to see all of the challenges that we are faced with and all the different circumstances because, you know, sometimes we have a year notice that we're moving and sometimes you only have 30 days. It's so chaotic and it's so crazy and it's never the same. A PCS will never be the same.
0: Yep. Just one of those things that you get to deal with, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we're here for. I, we've talked PCS many times. So we're back here with talking about goals. So it's kind of transition us to that. Um, it is the new year. We You mentioned earlier that we're 10 days in. I think that there's like a statistic somewhere. It says that people give up their goals by the 10th day in. So like, how no are way. we doing? <laughs> I am hoping
3: that is the case because we've already started cookie season here. And I've heard so many people say, I can't buy cookies because I'm starting my weight loss and my healthy habits. And I'm like, okay, so in two weeks, you message me because I'll get the cookies in in February. It's, it's hilarious. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> That's
1: interesting to because I feel like I'm just now getting to the time where I'm setting mine, even though I'm not necessarily setting goal specifics like I really like that new trend of like selecting a word for Mm -hmm. the year and kind of focusing on that and so that's kind of what I've been doing I select and nourish this year nourish myself nourish my body nourish my family nourish the the businesses that I'm a a part of nourish my friendships because I think that's what I really needed to focus on this year I've, I've let myself kind of hermit myself in last year a little bit too much put back on the weight that I lost at the beginning of last year and so I really wanted to focus this year on doing what's best for myself whether that is letting go of things which I did I let go of my little side business and um, that was really freeing because a it got rid of a bunch of stuff in my house it gave me a new space to work in which is what I think I needed because I hated working in my office in my bedroom like that's where my office was beforehand it was in my bedroom so now I have like a new space It's a little it's brighter, it's airier. And I think that was a really good step for myself personally to start the year off in like a new space, a new mindset where I'm going to take care of myself. Right. So that way I can take care of everything else I'm involved with.
0: Yeah, I like the word thing. I've been doing it for a couple of years. Mine is explore, obviously. in our new surroundings in Germany, we're going to be getting out. That's the whole point. And a lot of why I made a lot of the changes at the end of the year in my life was so that I would have the ability to go and explore and not be so tied down. But also being type A, I brought this to show you guys. I also have like 50 other goals <laughs> yeah, I not. But I did like adjust a lot of things to being, not so like numerically specific. Like I don't want to push myself. Like I have read 52 books, but I've been really flexible with that. Like, I don't wanna be like, oh, I'm not reaching that goal. I don't wanna put that pressure on myself to be like failing. (laughs) I don't wanna be that person. So things like, yeah, I obviously, I want to lose weight. Everybody does. And I want to like be healthy, but I set goals that were different. Like go to the gym a hundred times. That's not a huge thing to do in a year. Like that's consistently for three months. That's not huge. And so that was something that I was like, I'm going to set tiny goals. And if I reach them, I'm going to feel really, really good about myself. Whereas if I don't reach those goals, I'm going to feel like crap. So I'm like, don't put goals. I don't want to put goals anymore where it's like, this has to happen very specifically.
1: I did the same thing, like because I I made smaller goals, like the reading goal and stuff like that. Like I I think I only did 25 books, even though like last year I read more than that. I did that just because I wanted to I want to be able to obtain that. So if something happens and I'm not able to read as much, like I'm able to do that. And my, my fitness goal is like, you know, try to drink more water. I didn't put like how much more water, but beforehand I was drinking maybe eight, eight ounces of water a day and then coffee. Like, I was like, I can't sustain my body on that. So I like how you made your smaller goals, Sabrina, because I think once you meet those goals and you you meet it before you're into the year, that gives you an opportunity to set yourself a new goal to reach. And you are going to feel more accomplished and you're going to feel better about yourself Because, you know, if we set those large goals that we don't don't ever reach, then it's just reoccurring like I set this goal last year and I didn't reach it. So
0: which is probably why people quit by the time. If you're just putting this, I'm going to lose five pounds a month and you've already missed five days at the gym. Obviously, you're going to immediately be like, oh, there's no way I'm doing that. So what's the point? And I, I know those people personally. Like I know those people who are like, oh, well, I already messed up. I don't really care anymore. And it's like, well, then you're never going to get where you're trying to go. You have to like keep getting back up. You have to keep doing it. Yeah.
2: I was going to say your guys' word for the year. You guys have fun ones. I love Nourish and I love Explore. I think that's like, wow, it's so fun because mine is discipline. What what wah. It's very boring. <laughs> but um, discipline is something that i need more of so i have to stick with it because it's only what's that's what's going to benefit me with like my goals but i love what you were saying Sabrina about like those like small goals and micro goals because it's those small goals the small disciplines that make a bigger impact and it'll create a better success for the bigger goals. You know, like what are you da- doing on a daily and that's building those habits that will help you succeed in other ways. So I'm really big on the small goals to drink more water. I don't know how much, all I know is I need to drink more water. Like that's like such a big, a big thing. And I think also, you know, we tend to at our goals, right? 10 days in. And it's like, you know, we're not doing it, but before you plan anything, know that there's going to be difficulties and delays. And so when there are those difficulties and delays to be proactive on like the tools you can use to help, um, further your goal or to just have grace with yourself, you know, and to, to say like, didn't do good today, but that doesn't mean that I have to like, give up, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm on a fitness journey type of thing. And I've been going to the gym and things like that. Like our conversation before we started, I threw my back out last night and, you know, last year I would have been like, okay, well, I'm done. I'm not going to do anything. Probably would have gone down my spiral of like, probably not going the rest of the weekend. So I was like, nope, I'm going to continue eating the stuff that I meal prepped. I'm gonna go for a walk. You know, I'm going to take it easy for a couple of days because I want to heal, but I want to make sure that I'm continuing on my journey and. The last couple years I've done intermittent fasting, I finally realized end of last year that that was just not something that worked for me. I yo-yoed really quickly and I started, I would feel really bad about myself. And that's where I was at the end of last year. My yearly appointment found out that I still had uh, tendencies of have high cholesterol. I was back up again to my pregnancy weight, even though I had lost a bunch of weight at the beginning of the year. The intermittent fasting was just not a lifestyle I wanted to do all the time. I, it wasn't something I enjoyed. It I was a struggle for me and my family's lifestyle. So I was like, I'm not going to do it I'm going to meal plan this plan this year I'm going to prep my meals for the week so that way I have food that I will actually eat because it's already there and that I mean I've only been doing it for two weeks but it has made a huge difference in the way that I viewed what I've been doing compared to what I've done in the past and so that was like one change that I made was like okay I can't do intermittent fasting because it's not working for my body I can make a goal of every Sunday meal prep for myself. So that way I have the food for the rest of the week to nourish myself, to make sure that I'm continuing with my goals, whether I have a super busy week and I'm not able to make the gym because of time. Um, Cause that's always been an excuse for me is like, it never works in my schedule and I don't like going late at night. Um, and it really helped like making that one change of, okay, Sunday, I'm making my food. And at least if anything, if I can't make it to the gym, I'm still nourishing my body with the correct, food and nutrients that i need. Like last night i was like dang like tomorrow's supposed to be a gym day. I'm supposed to go. I was really upset. And then i was like, you know what? Like i woke up this morning and thankfully my the person that i've been working with, she posted something saying like, you know, it's okay. It's okay if you miss something as long as you still do the other things. So if you're still drinking your water and you're still eating good and you're still trying to move around, it's okay life happens. We're moms. We have jobs. We have other obligations. It's okay. And so I was like, I needed that. And I needed to know that like my goal to continue to go to the gym three to four days a week, wasn't fully knocked off the the chopping block. Kim, what are your goals this year? Um,
3: well, we're entering into a new season of life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like mine's just going to be more focused and just recenter because We have a lot of stuff, big changes coming. Travis is getting out in the military. We have our hardcore terminal leave date. So everything is like now on the calendar of retirement. We just welcomed our first grandbaby. So there's, I feel like I'm trying, I, I know. So I need to try and refocus my attention and direction into a new path versus the path of military spouse and volunteering and you know doing this for other people and for our community and and just kind of bring that focus back to me and my family and also the the reason that I kind of went with this word is because I was listening on TikTok there was a gentleman talking about we take when we have good news we take and we kind of downgrade it because We don't want to feel like we're gloating to other people or that we're trying to rub our success or our happiness in other people's faces. And in return, what that really does is when we have something really bad happen to us, it takes it where we can't focus on the positive outcome of what that negative incident is. So I feel like if I can refocus my direction of thinking and where I'm putting my energy, that hopefully it will bring more joy and happiness into my life and not feeling overwhelmed so much
0: I love that word I think that I don't even remember my word from last year I'm sure it's written down somewhere but I feel like that was kind of what it was was something along those lines of like figuring out what I wanted to do I mean we we didn't know we were moving. (laughs) Nobody knew we were moving. It was something that got thrown at us, but I had thought that the way my life was, was how it was going to be for years because we had kind of just settled into it and we had just bought a house and then, you know, life that didn't end up being that way. So a lot of decisions had to be made at the very end of the year of like, what is my life going to look like? What am I bringing with me to Germany that is worth bringing with me? Because I don't want to bring it all. <laughs> I don't want to be overwhelmed. When we lived here before, I, what I loved about it was the slow pace. We didn't have places to go. We were not in a rush to go see family. We weren't having to be everywhere for everyone. And so it was like, I have to kind of decide what is important to me. And to me, art and creating was one of the biggest things that came up to me. And I was like, I want to be that person who can just slow down and enjoy the scenery and be able to, You know, I would, the dream is to bring my, my canvas to the park with me with the kids or something and just sit there and actually paint there. And knowing that that was kind of what, what that looked like for me and setting a goal for that instead of like specific goals, it was like, how do I reach that? What I want it to look like, what that's going to feel like. And so then it was leaving some things behind. It was saying no to other things and just kind of changing how we do a lot of things in our house, even still a lot of things are still changing that way
2: love how like intentional you are about wanting to be more low living because i feel like our culture it's like you're productive on the amount of things that you've accomplished throughout that, that day and you can be productive by just doing breathing but it's really cultivating that mindset and being intentional and being like i don't want to do a million things i want to focus and be selective on like what I'm doing in my day
0: Yeah. That's actually really what it is. When I want to say was going through, I totally still am going through burnout. And it was, it's because of my type A personality where I feel like I rely heavily on accomplishments to Mm -hmm. decide that I'm a good person. And that's, that's so sad, but like I rely on whether things are doing really well in my life, whether I'm doing good as a person. And I, if I feel like something's starting to fail, I feel like I am failing and it sucks for me And I think that that's a lot of the burnout was that I was failing my kids. I felt like I was failing my company. I felt like I was failing just like the lifestyle that I really, really wanted to live. And so I I needed to take that burden off of me. And so slowing down was the only thing there was to do. It was, I have to stop. (laughs) Like if I don't stop now, we're not getting there. We're not going to reach the goal of what my life should look like. It shouldn't look like chaos and picking up everything and doing everything for everyone and always being reliable because everybody knew that that's what I was and I I pride myself in being reliable for people but it isn't always about other people and it needed to be about my kids mostly is the big thing is we we homeschool and so it had gotten to the point where I'm like okay, sit down, do your books. I'm working. Don't bother me. I'm working. You need to do this. I'm working. And it was like, that's what kind of education are they getting if I'm constantly telling them to leave me alone? So I was like that, that can't happen anymore. What my work needs to be on my schedule. And I need to be able to figure out what I can do in my time in order to be able to be what I want to be for them. Love that. Yeah. So we were kind of talking about how setting goals that are attainable though, like the small goals are really attainable, but also just, I think the word or even vision boards. I think that that was more what I ended up going off of then goals last year was my vision board that I made. Yeah. I, we made one at an event with Deploy Love and it was super weird because I put like random things on there, but they're all the things that happened. And the weirdest thing was like mid-year, I was looking at this little airplane that I had stuck on there. And I was like, man, well, we didn't really travel much. It's not going to happen. And then it did like, <laughs> guess what? You guys are moving. I was like, well, that, that's how that one got accomplished because I was looking at it and seeing it every day. And then I was like, oh, I guess we know now. The same thing. Like
1: my vision board was really kind of like a visual of like my goals. And I think having a visual of your goals, even if it's just something like small, if it's just drinking water, like a little water bottle on your vision board, seeing that every single day, either A, you're going to manifest it or B, you're going to try to actually accomplish those goals. Because I think I hit almost all of them, if not at least took part in in some of them to an extent I didn't get to travel as much in terms of like fun travel it was mostly work travel but I did get to take my kids to Disney and I think that's just a fun activity to do like by yourself with your kids with the other spouses like sit down grab a bunch of magazines and just talk about your goals what you would like to see and then put them down because you were right so you hit almost all of yours that was on your board
0: it was so weird too because we did those like literally the first week of January. And it yeah, we did was, like random pictures, and it took me forever to find anything that like related to how I wanted to see my life. But they all were on there, and yeah, it was like, oh, that last one I didn't know where that was going to come from, but it 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 happened because maybe because I saw it every day. I did have it on my bookshelf like right next to my bathroom, and it was like something that we looked at. It's nice we haven't made ours yet this year.
3: Jordan, do you make vision boards? I have in the past and you guys
2: are making me think like I need to do that again because like how I think Ashley you were saying it's not about like the water thing like how much it's just doing it mm-hmm. and so like those having those vision boards of like a picture sometimes you don't know how you're going to get there sometimes you don't know how you're going to do it all that matters is like this is what I want um so I I think I want to do that again I've done it for like this is my dream home or, you know, whatever, Pinterest. But I haven't actually, like, done it in a way of, like, keeping it in my bathroom and looking at every day. It was one of those things I just, like, didn't give too much thought. And I'm like, I I want to do that so I can reflect on my year and to see, like, did I hit any of that? And if I didn't, why?
1: But it's also important to note that, like, it's okay. Like, put things that you may not be able to attain this. I I... I guess like for mine, like I had like do a trip with my husband that didn't happen. But I knew that that potentially wouldn't happen because of his military schedule and knowing that he probably wasn't going to be able to get off work. Instead, we decided that we were going to take a family trip to the beach for a long weekend. And so that's what we did instead. So like it still kind of happened, but it didn't happen the exact way I wanted it to.
0: What about you, Kim? Did you make one last year? I didn't.
3: I am more of a monthly goal person. I, for years and years, my goal was, oh, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. And then last year, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do any goals. I'm not going to be upset with myself for not going to the gym. I'm not going to be upset with myself. I'm going to take pride in, I'm a mother of four and I'm busy on the go and work. And I'm not going to be upset if I have that fast food this week or anything. So for me, I feel like any day you can start those goals. Any month you can start those goals because everybody gets so set on, Oh, January 1st, new year, I have to do these goals. I have to do these goals. And then in 10 days they forget them and they don't want to do them. The problem is, is people fail and they don't want to restart. So they need to refocus again, refocus and, start those goals whenever you want to if you have a bad month we're military spouses there is stuff that gets thrown in our way all the time take time if your husband gets deployed take time off of your goal take that month to lay in your pajamas and watch tv and eat takeout the thing about it is is you have to get back up and start again so for me i'm more of a month-to-month person like I keep saying, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and then it doesn't happen. And I'm like, that's okay. Because I know tomorrow, if that's really what I want to do, I can get up and go do it. You have to figure out what you really want to do. Because if you don't want to get healthy or you don't want to go to the gym, you're not going to get up and go do it.
1: Don't make that goal just because it's the new year, new you. And everyone's kind of making that healthy goal. Like for me, it is a must. want to feel better about myself. It's not that I necessarily want to lose weight. It's just, I want to feel better about myself. I want to feel better in my own skin again. Um, I don't feel like myself. And that's motivation to me. Like, you know, and I've had this, like, this has been my goal for the last year. And, you know, I'll do several months where I'm a good. And then the end of last year was just chaotic. It was Jeremy was gone to JRTC, Then we had our family trip. And then it was Thanksgiving. And then it was the holidays. I did, like, healthy things throughout that. Did I work out? No it wasn't until we came back from our Christmas break that, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to go today. Even if that means I'm just walking on the treadmill. And so that's what I started doing. And and I guess like have my word nourish, but I'm the same way, Kim. I make this, my monthly goal this month is to drink more water, carry around my like 40 ounces. And, yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, drink one. I, if I can just drink one a day, yeah, then I've drawn, I've, I drink more water than I normally do. Now, mm-hmm. my goal is to try to drink two of these a day. That's hard when you don't drink yeah. a lot of water. And then you're like constantly, ha- oh my God, the amount of times that I've had to pull into a store or gas station just on my way to town because I got to go to the bathroom just because I'm drinking more water is insane because then that tells me I'm actually drinking all my water like I'm supposed to. And I'm staying hydrated and I'm nourishing my body. Finding those little little adjustments to help you reach those goals I think is also important.
0: Does anybody have any goals outside of like fitness and health stuff?
1: Mine is school because I'm
2: now back being a student. So mine is discipline to study and to not have excuses, you know, just, and I think I've had to learn my, my word is discipline because we can often use the word like motivation, but I'm like, what happens when you're not motivated? We have to find it within you. And so it's like discipline, endurance, that all all is like really important. And so mine is school to study more. And I also have more fitness. I mean, I go to spin once a week and back in California, I was going like three days a week. So my goal, I would love to at least go like twice a week. So we'll see, you know, but I do love um, what Kim was saying, like the month type of goal and you can even break it down within like a week because it's like you want to be like the most proactive so it's like what does your week look like and then you can reflect on your week and like okay like I studied this amount of times so that was good let's pick it up again tomorrow but yeah
3: definitely definitely a study yeah, mine's I, more like get outdoors because good, yeah yeah Madison and Caden are both um going on big scouting trips Madison's going this year to West Virginia and Caden's actually going to Philmont um the following year and so a lot of hiking we just bought all of us brand new so you'll be ready for it this year (laughs) a lot of money um we all just got brand new hiking backpacks from um some big hiking store in Atlanta so yeah just kind of getting out and of course i I told y'all my fitness, like working out, is out the door. I don't have time for that. So ten mile hikes and five mile hikes are probably well, going that, to be that hard. That is but, fitness, you know, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll, that totally counts. Hopefully, as fit. I'll bounce back. <laughs> huh. Um, I think the for us though, it's it's learning what we need to. So going out on these hikes and just packing the clothes that we need and the food that we need for those days that we're going and, and teaching that to my kids. And yeah, I'm excited. So that that's kind of our more of an outdoor goal.
0: You get a chance Anything to practice else. before they go on those trips is good. And that's your family time too. You're focusing on yeah. being with your family, which is really cool. Yeah. I'm
3: going with her to West Virginia, but I'm not going to film <laughs> I do not want to <laughs> hike across New Mexico in June. Oh, yeah, No. Oh,
1: Oh no, that
3: but I mean, happen. goals too for our kids. Like this, they need to set goals too, but they have to understand to set goals that they can reach because we don't want to set them up for these goals. Like Caden, he has to just hike five miles, and then ten, and then ten, and then twenty-five, I think, <sighs> and then I think there might even be a thirty. So I'm like, you can't just go out and hike thirty miles, like you can't so I'm trying to teach him like for the next six months focus on getting up to your five because if he goes out and tries to hike 10 or even 15 right now he's going to fail at it and then he's going to get discouraged and he's going to think that he can't do it and our kids are watching us so if we're setting all of these unattainable goals and we're not hitting them and we're getting upset about it our children are watching us and so I feel like for military children especially They feed off of a lot of our emotions and what we go through as military spouses. So we want to make sure that we're setting those positive boundaries for ourselves. So that our children are setting those positive boundaries and goals for themselves.
0: Absolutely. That is like so surreal that like I, I saw that you guys heard a lot of stories of how I was dealing with Kira prior to even knowing we had orders. I mean, I was stressed out so she was not fun to be around. We were having a hard time getting along with each other. She's a different kid. She's a totally different kid. Now we're that's here. Awesome. I'm at peace. She is at peace. There has been like, there's still attitude. I mean, she's almost a teenager, but like, it is so much different. Things are said so much different in our house. And that's one of our goals here is to not yell at each other because we still, it's still, you snap. I mean, that, that's a thing, but like, she's gotten a point where she snaps at her brother and I'm like, that, we got it. That's that's toxic. We got to stop doing that. So that we set goals with our kids too of things like that. And when we're doing the um, thousand hours outdoor thing, Woo! there's like, a whole, oh, yeah. there's a whole book club with it this year, guys. There like, <laughs> there's some really cool books. And there's a group here that are meeting up to outdoors, do a book club we, well we read those books. So that was a goal for them. So we've been going on really long walks every day, which is cool.
3: It's actually yeah. something that started here at Benning too. They were doing yeah, they just- like this- yeah
0: yeah Yeah, I like that they made books to it because that like that makes it a little bit more like that and they're like adventure books it like shows you how to make those thousand hours like so much more productive with your kids or like reasons to get outside not just like here go sit in the backyard while I am on my phone (laughs) there's more to it now which is really cool
3: Any um, goals to kind of get you settled in meeting new spouses or kind of getting you in Clarksville to see what all they have? I heard y'all are getting a Bucky's, which is in the worst possible location ever. I feel sorry for anybody off of that exit, but do you have any goals kind of set as a new spouse kind of getting into that rhythm of being at a new base?
2: Yeah, that's actually been a, uh, a journey for me. It hasn't been like how I pictured it to me. Um, so when we first like moved here, I was very like, very excited to like meet military spouses to find a new um, spin studio to find like church and everything like that. And it's taken we've been here for like five to six months now. And I will say it's taken all that time to finally like settle in it's been a struggle to find community. We finally found a church that we like and we've been attending like the small group. Some of the guys that my husband works with, some of them are married. So I have like those spouses, but because you're starting over, it's, it's hard and you have to find a new rhythm and every every single day looks different, you know? And so I've had to reevaluate a lot because I'm like, okay, this isn't working out the way that I had Thought it was going to work out, or I'm feeling this way, and I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I feel like we've had goals and they're finally now just working out, but it's about finding those tools. So it's like, okay, it's hard to find friends. So let's put ourselves out there. It's going to feel a little funny. You're going to feel shy. You're going to feel scared. But like the only way to find friends is to put yourself out there. Even just like finding your local target, finding a coffee shop that you like. It's been an adjustment. I feel like my goals this year is to really water those relationships that I've built, that I've now built.
3: I feel like Campbell area, it's really hard to get in the community there. Even with our our base there at Deployed Love, when we had the ladies there at Campbell, It was hard to get people out into the community there. And even when I lived there, I struggled to make friends. I didn't make friends there until my daughter started Girl Scouts. And then we started getting into Boy Scouts and I started making friends that way through the other parents. But when I first moved there, I would even post on the wives pages like, Hey, my house is open. Does anybody want to come over? And that was kind of strange and awkward the first couple of times, but I only made one friend out of all those random people come into my house. So I feel like that area is a little more difficult.
0: Central, so everybody's not that far from their family. So then they don't really like make okay. those roots as much maybe like where they're like, oh, well, I'm only okay. halfway across the country. It is basically right in the middle. So Yeah.
2: That's uh, very true. It's very, very true. Because when I first entered, I'm like, I thought I was going to go into a military spouse community where we lean on each other. And um, when our husbands are gone, you know, we can just make sure that we're all okay and be like besties, you know. And the culture here, I will say it is different. And from what I've been told from seasoned spouses is that not every duty station is going to be like a season of like friendship maybe mm-hmm. your first station, it's hard to make friends, but then you'll move and then you'll have like 15 friends. So it's been hard and you have to be strong. And cause I would put myself out there too on Facebook and people wouldn't <laughs> reciprocate. And I'm like, okay.
1: It's like yeah. dating. It's weird. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's You would think that you were done dating when you met your spouse stuff like that. But like, because we move so often, and I think I have, like, a different perspective because I've lived in the civilian sectors while being a military spouse and, and having to meet, like, people who are not used to the lifestyle. Because it's very different trying to meet people in, like, Dallas, Texas, for instance, like, who have their little niche of people that they're already friends with. And so they're not always looking to add people. Or they're like, oh, well, we'll be friends with her. But then we know that she's leaving in a couple years. So, like, we don't, like, build, like, that really strong connection that you would maybe have – with somebody else. Um, But I can attest to that because I've gone to duty stations where like, it was super easy to make friends. And then I've gone to other ones where I'm just kind of like, nobody wants to be friends. Nobody wants to get out and go do things. No one wants to go explore. No one wants, everyone just wants to sit there and be like super grumpy about where they're located at. That definitely takes an effect of your mental like perspective of being a military spouse. Like if you don't get out of the mindset that you are just not in a location you want to be, or you don't like where you're at, but you haven't necessarily gone out and look at the the surrounding areas. But I will say that I struggled making friends here at Bragg until chaos ensued for Bragg when all the rapid deployments happened. That is when. I started making some more connections with military spouses, even to my husband's own unit, which we had been in for a year and a half. Like I never really connected with any of them until our husbands had to rapidly deploy and were gone in two hours. Like got the notification, had to report in two hours. So um, I do think circumstances can kind of change that mentality at different bases. I feel like it's like dating. It's scary because you want people to like you. Yeah, And I know I've talked about this before because my husband is a completely different personality from me. And I'm always, like, secretly telling, pe- like, my friends. But, like, you can meet him. But if you don't like him, like, still be my friend. Deep down, he's a really, really good guy. But he just has a very dry sense of humor. And he comes off as kind of being an asshole at, at times. But I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. I still want us to be friends. So please don't get the wrong vibe. It's not you. It's 100% him. And a lot of times, like, it's a really con- good, funny conversation I have with people. Because then they kind of laugh. Like, you're kind of being dramatic, Ashley. But he's my rock you know, you need new people. He's not always around. And so that was kind of my struggle last two years. It's like, you know, you're not around and I need people that I can connect with and having to get out there and kind of like date people and see if you guys mesh. Cause sometimes you're not going to
0: mesh with people that you meet and that's okay. But yeah, I, I think it does come down to locations too. Like that's very central. So it's easy for people to get mm-hmm. to, but I had better and like more intensely close relationships when I was stationed in Hawaii and in Germany, because there's nobody else like you you, had to be those are your friends that's your family that's your you know you had to connect because otherwise you were gonna be alone
1: yeah I mean my closest friends are from when we were stationed overseas of course like I wasn't a spouse then I was a kid but like my closest friends to this day are still my friends that I had from Germany and that makes total
2: sense because a lot of the military spouses here, like we talk about like JRTC and deployment and a lot of their responses are, oh, oh, I can't handle that. I'm going to go home. And I'm like, but for those who can't, like, I can't just go home, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I mean, when it's just each other, you just have each other, you like bond in a different way. And I had that mindset of like, you know, okay, we're not going to be we don't have to be best friends. We don't always have to have 100% of things in common, but we do have this in common and I'm sure we have a few other things. So let's just try to be the best of friends that we can be because we only have each other. And I don't think I've experienced that yet. You know, we haven't really had any like deployments or anything. So I'm pretty sure like that'll shift things.
1: Yeah. I always like keep an open-minded to because you're never going to know when that like your person comes into your life. I've met people at random spots not even looking to make friends and we've become really good friends. One of my kids and scouts, I ran into his mom at a local place called Brick's Place here. And the kids were just playing and the the boys went to school together. They were in the same kindergarten class. When we moved to kindergarten, like the last couple years, the last couple months that he was in kindergarten at his new school. And like, we kind of just were chatting and then like, we started talking through text. You know, we've gotten to know each other a little bit better. And we have a lot in common, like we both like to read. And so like, we've been like, really connecting on reading and things like that. And you never know where that person's going to come from. Like now do I hang out with her all the time? Nope. But, you know, we see each other once a week at scouts, we get to chat, talk books and what recommendations and things like that. And it's just nice to have like, oh, I know, like if I want to talk about it, like I can call her and, t- and we can t- do that kind of thing. But like kind of always be an open-minded, like go, you know, if you have an FRG event or if there is a local event happening around your area that is geared towards military spouses, don't shy away from them just because it's military spouses and you've heard maybe negative things about military spouses. You have to make your own decision on base off of your experiences and not go off everybody else's because everybody's going to view things differently from your perspective. So I always encourage people to try to go that. I mean, Deployed Love, we do, all of our bases are doing social events. Everyone's welcome to come to those, but you know, the USO, does them, you know, your local FRG centers are probably doing them. Even if it's not with your FRG, there are other organizations and other places that are doing events, whether it's just a women's night at a local place, like it doesn't have to be military spouses, find your person at your location and make that connection. And how I think, was it Jordan, when you were saying like, you have to water that relationship like you do, it's, it's like dating, you have to like work at it and build up that relationship whether it's through common things that you have in place or just common experiences that you're going through at that time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That is. So I will say that it is one of my goals is to water the relationships that I am now having and to continue to make more friends
0: all seem like pretty good goals. I know that the other thing that we we're kind of, we were going to add was the kind of accountability. I think the accountability looks different for everybody, how they want to do that. I personally like doing goals with friends. Usually we only do them for like a month at a time, but I, those are the ones that I seem to stick with the best. Like I know a couple of my friends at Bragg, we did different fitness goal. I think Ashley was part of where we did like a book related fitness challenge for a month yeah. and it was really I mean, fun you know, reason, and we yeah, stuck with it. You're the reason like I read
1: because you're like, okay, let's read this book together. And so we read, was it Zodiac Academy, like the entire series together? And so even though you were ahead of me majority of the time because Sabrina is a much faster reader than I am, it was still really fun to be like, oh my God, like what's happening? Like and it would it made reading Exciting again for me. Um, I used to love reading, but I I just was out of it for so long that it was so much more fun to do things with someone else. Like you were saying, like
0: yeah, I have had someone to check 14. in that you're still doing it. Like because if you tell someone I'm gonna do this for the month, make sure I do this, then they will. I mean, hopefully they're good enough friends that they'll actually make sure you're doing it. But then you're not just accountable to yourself. You have someone who is expecting you to do the same thing, especially if you're doing it together. Yeah, those workout things were really fun to do together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, accountability can look like social media too, whether that, that could be your family or just, we all have friends that are on Facebook that we don't hang out with, but they're friends. You could post like, hey, I am going to do this and then just check in on your story every week about like, I did this many things towards my goal and I'm really proud of myself. And then they can all, you know, cheer you on along the way it's really cool too. So.
1: But I mean, like, that's what I've been doing though, the working out, like I've been doing that. I don't do TikTok Everyone knows that I'm not good at it. I made a TikTok the other day about my first full workout and, you know, I've been posting a selfie of every time I go to the gym on my stories. It's actually been really great because everyone's just like, we're so proud of you and you're you're doing great and you're looking great and that all the different things. And so it's been really encouraging because that was kind of one of my biggest fails throughout several times that I tried to do it was I just didn't feel the encouragement. I didn't feel like I had the backing. I like positive affirmation. I like people telling me, you're doing a great job, you you know, all that type of stuff. Having that encouragement from family members and other friends has been like really encouraging. And it's helped me push me to get where I want to go. And then books, like a lot of times I'll like post a picture of the book when I'm done, but I haven't done that this year yet. Partly because I haven't finished any books yet in January, but I'm reading three currently. I'm reading Zodiac 8 right now. And that is cool. so long. Are you reading that right now?
0: Yeah, it's, a long it's book.
3: so
1: long. So I'm like, It's really daunting. So I'm like, this is going to take me forever. So now I have the Kindle. So it's been helping me take that time away from being on my phone, which was kind of like one of my goals. Like I'm trying not to be on my phone in terms of just scrolling through Facebook just because I'm bored or on TikTok because I'm bored. If I'm on my phone, it's for a purpose. And then if it's not a purpose, like if it's not something to do with, you know, the coaster business or Deployed Love or FRG stuff, like I'm just not on it. Do I do that every single day?
0: Nope. (laughs)
1: But it is my goal to kind of like set back from like screens in general, like even with the kids, like I'm just like, OK, we're not we're not doing we're not doing screen time right now. We're going to do this. And like it was just so nice to see them play nicely with each other because they had to. So I'm like, mm, this is going to be a, you know, a reoccurring thing, taking screen time away more often. But that also means that I can't be on
0: it as much either. So some days we do it, sometimes it doesn't happen. Life happens. Yep, life happens. And let's say with all the goals that we've talked about tonight is life. Life happens. So please, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I cannot, I can't accomplish the things that they're doing. I can't do that. Just know that we aren't doing that 24-7. None of us are. We are absolutely spending days where I lay in the bathtub because I don't want to do life. I would much rather just stare at TikTok and not do life. So don't feel like you're not accomplishing things because we sound like we are accomplishing things. It's
1: it's, because we're not always accomplishing. No, no.
0: (laughs) and we are military spouses. Things are going to happen. There's going to be some chaos, at least some chaos this year that is going to make it so that there's absolutely no way you're working towards your. One of us is going to move. Somebody, you know, it it happens every single year. We, oh my goodness. You just jinxed us. Oh no. Well, over the last two Take years,
1: have you Take guys listened to the things that we have all done and dealt with? So if you've been listening or if you are part of the 82nd or airborne units or things like that who are on those immediate response brigades, you know, hereby they've done several of them, but my husband's unit, every time they've assumed it, they've activated and we're about to assume it on the 1st of February. And Hannah, our communications manager, I was talking to her. <laughs> oh my god, I was talking to her at coffee this morning. She goes, "You heard first brigade, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "I heard you guys are going to Poland." I was like, "Oh god, I don't. Like, I haven't heard anything, but you know, we did we did just come back from block leave and, you know, coming in and they're now trying to get everything ready to go for the assumption. Yep, it's happening. Where? Don't know. If it doesn't happen, I'll be more surprised to be completely honest. Cause it's just yeah. been our lifestyle for the last three years is you are on a two hour recall. So guess what? You're getting ready to deploy. But that's why I'm really excited about our move to a much slower pace because the last three of our, last three years of our life have been just kind of like turmoil in terms of how quickly Jeremy leaves and how it's affected us because it's been every what nine to ten months like quick activation and then he's gone for an extended period of time and then he's coming back and then he's doing all the training again so having a quiet mountain lifestyle where he's gonna have a very scheduled job for the next two years I I'm excited for it it's it's not gonna be like recruiting it's not gonna be like infantry right now so it'll be really nice oh well maybe you'll be able to like do scouting with Devlin now because it's only been me. And that was supposed to be their thing, but because he was always gone, it became mine and Devlin's thing. And I would love to take a step back from that. I would love it. Really looking forward to it. More so because I'll be able to reach some of my work goals that I've had for both deployed love and the coaster because I don't get to travel and I don't get to go to conferences and I don't get to go to these different type of trainings and everything like that because I don't know where my husband's going to be two to three weeks out 90% of the time because they never stick to a schedule.
0: Well, hopefully this will be a good year. I'm going to kind of wrap it up with you guys. Cause we, yeah, this can be a long episode for you guys. We, We've been, we've missed chatting. I know we kind of took a break because I was moving and it was a lot of way too hard to do in the middle of moving across the world. So, but we're back. I'm excited. We have another episode this month as well, already scheduled. If you guys remember Moni Jefferson, she was on here for talking about PCS in I think our first season, um, mm-hmm. but she has started a new group that is working with entrepreneurs in the military spouse community. So mm-hmm. she's going to come on and give us some tips on how to get your business started and you know, talk a little bit about her company that works directly with them. So that's coming up later this month. And also I'm considering, so keep an eye up on our Instagram page, going live and making a vision board because I saw someone doing it on Canva. So I could be able to do it in screen share with you guys. So Ooh. I may go live af- after this has already come up for you guys to listen to. Um, so keep an eye on our Instagram in case I hop on there and you guys can join and do a vision board with me. That'd be really fun. So Thank you for joining us today, Jordan. It was really, really nice having a new voice and getting to know you. Thank you so much. You ladies are so awesome. And I feel like
2: I took so much from you and I'm just excited to really like implement everything.
0: It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a good year. I feel like it's gonna be a different year for a lot of us and it'll be nice to see how that all turns out. So I hope that you guys enjoyed listening today and we will catch you guys again on the next episode. And like we like to say, rock up, buttercup.